Welcome, everyone, to Authors on the Air. I'm your host, Pam Stack. We're proud to be part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. I have missed talking to you people. I had to postpone some of my interviews while we thought Hurricane Dorian might pass through Florida. It did not, thankfully. But I want to remind everyone that cash is king. If you want to donate to the relief effort in the Bahamas, uh, don't send food, don't send clothing. These people don't even have a house. So choose your charity wisely. Go to Charity Navigator and find out a place where you can donate your money. Five dollars from everybody in the country will make a big difference. Um, I also want to say hello to um, to a few people who are starting in the network, um, Miranda O and Jenna Green have a new program called Quill and Ink, the podcast for book lovers. I hope you stop by and and see it. Um, I also want to let you know about a couple books that are new and coming out soon. Um, one of them is D.P. Lyle's Skin in the Game. It's a Kane Harper thriller. I also want to tell you about Randy Powers' Bang. It's a short story novella about the near apocalypse. Pretty interesting stuff. Um, coming up soon, you're going to be able to order Michael Connolly's The Nightfire. Oh, my goodness gracious, is that a book to behold. You're going to love it. I promise you, I already reviewed it. Um, Christine Feehan has a new book out. Wendy Burns' new book is called Dirty Deeds and Secrets. And um, Barb Warner Dean has a new book coming out, too. In the meantime, I have a lovely wonderful guest today. Carol Bumpus is a retired family therapist. Um, She began a second career as a freelance food and travel writer, um, kind of compiling little stories from both French and Italian families regarding their favorite foods and traditions. And she tells me that She happened to say one time to a woman, what favorite recipe brings your family to the table? And that so reminds me of my own family and my mom's desire to find something that we all considered one of our favorite meals. By the way, Carol, it's pot roast, uh, just so you know. Um, In the meantime, I guess this lady said to me, food? Dinners, meals, we were, you know, in the thick of hiding from in World War II and hiding from the Germans. and thus began Carol's quest to learn more about stories from World War II and food and people. I am thrilled to welcome culinary and travel author and fiction author, too, Carol Bumpus, to the show. Welcome to Authors on the Air, Carol. Hi. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. I read your book called Searching for Family and Traditions at the French Table. This is book number one. And you have four locations we're going to talk about. I am, in, first of all, I had to flip to the recipes, which is something I never did. Never go to a back of a book first because, um, you know, I always think, oh, I don't want to know the ending. In your case, I absolutely wanted to know about all the wonderful recipes that you wrote about. So my first favorite one, which I've already tried, is spinach stuffed tortellini with bolognese sauce. Um, Tell me. (laughs) It was fabulous. (laughs) Oh, no. I've made pasta before, so that's not a problem. I make it by hand, though. Um, Tell me, how did you stumble in this wonderful new career after being a retired family therapist? Well, it was a stumble. That's that's exactly what it was. Um, I had 
uh, decided to uh, let go of my family practice, and um, my husband invited me to start to do some traveling. And while we were, it's actually over in Italy that um, I uh, started looking at all the different recipes and the traditions over there, and I thought, you know what, maybe I should um, get a gig of doing something like this, of writing about it. But I don't speak Italian and I don't speak French, but somehow I was able to uh, manage to connect with people that uh, had lived there or knew that by heart. And um, so I started to travel with people that would take me into different um, homes and um, regions of of both countries, but mainly the the book that you're talking about right now is just – um, a book, the first book of the series, and it is just in France. It's in the northeastern corner of France. And so um, I started out, and it's with my husband and um, Josiane, who is the gal who's my dear friend, and um, uh, she took me to her home and to her, her French uh, family uh, in the Champagne region and in the Lorraine in the Alsace and back into Paris. And so everywhere we went, then uh, they knew I was coming to learn their favorite foods. And my, wasn't that a wonderful thing to do? Wow. (laughs) It was such a gift. It was such a gift. And it's been a few years since this took place. But my gift back to them, to these wonderful people that had us in their home and shared with us all their stories of family, their traditions, and um, their recipes, I wanted to say thank you. So that's why this series is coming out. So the first book is this year. The second book is a year from now. And the third book um, is um, of Italian descent. (laughs) And that will come out in 2021, April 2021. So that's what I've got set up so far. Wow. When you started your um, your career, just interviewing people, not knowing it was going to become this type of a career, uh, were you blogging at first or had you thought, I'm going to write a book about it? Uh, you know, it really hadn't culminated into, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I knew I was going to, I was thinking I was just going to write this very series just the write about the interviews, you know, use the interviews as the um, framework and then um, fill in the blanks. And I just fell in love with these people. And the very first thing, um, one of the very first interviews that I did was with Josie Ann and her mother. And this was in my own home in here in California. And um, they happened to come over uh, to teach me how to, to um, prepare French food. And I remember asking uh, Marcel, um, her mother, um, exactly, you know, um, if she could teach me the fine art of uh, cooking haute cuisine. And she said, well, we don't cook haute cuisine. We prefer uh, the cuisine pauvre, which is the poor kitchen or the peasant food. And that's what we are used to um, preparing at home. And so that's what I will teach you. And so we began. And um, it was within that first conversation. And she was 84 at the time. And um, 
she was saying, so I asked her the question about um, what types of foods did you have as a young wife, and that's where she said, my, 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 I didn't have to diet. I, I had no uh, choice because we were in hiding during World War II. And that very comment changed my life. I suddenly needed to know more about what it was like for uh, women and families to live um, in wartime and how they survived and what it was like for this woman to have lived her life during... She was born on the last day of World War I and then died right after 9-11. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, 18 years ago. And uh, so I've been holding on to these stories for a while um, the first, the novel that I wrote, the historical novel that I wrote, is actually Marcel's story, and that's a cup of redemption, and that yes. is part of this this story. And then um, people wanted to know, so where are the recipes? Because I'm always talking about food, food, food. And so <laughs> nine months later, I pumped out a companion cookbook to it called Recipes for Redemption, and that's where I started entering into really getting in you know the the recipes and converting them from french to english and converting from metric you know and it was a little more than i had anticipated but it was uh, a, certainly a challenge and um it seemed to do well so then i um took a few years off and pulled together the original trip the real trip that i took and so mm-hmm. this story this book Searching for Family and Traditions at the French Table is the very first half of that real tour. Well, did I, I want to back. Questions? You, you <laughs> did, as as a matter of fact, you did, and I want to just comment that a cup of redemption and also recipes for redemption were finalists for historical fiction and international cookbooks, um, international book awards in 2016, honorable mention in fiction, Paris Book Festival. Festival 2016, bronze and fiction cover design from the IPBA, um, the Ippies, and <clears throat> excuse me, 2016, and honorable mention in fiction and runner-up in cookbooks, London Book Festival 2015. So I like your writing style. I can see why you're so highly awarded. And this book is an absolute history lesson. Uh, things that I don't think are spoken about that often. We know about the horrors of war. We know, um, we've heard all those. We've heard the historic tales of of how people survived and and those that didn't. But this brings it down on a different level because, um, you know, we, I think that we build our traditions around family and food. So, um, it's just a perfect book for me, and I and normally I don't care for historicals Thank at all, you. but this was so interesting. Now, I want to also mention that um, I was looking on your blog, and it mm-hmm. looks like you're, you're, you've got a blog for Spanish traditional cooking. Um, did you learn to make paella? <laughs> I did, but that was actually something I just did this summer. Uh, my husband and I traveled to Spain this summer for the first time ever. And even though we've been to France many, many times and to Italy many times, this was our first foray into 
both Spain and Portugal, and absolutely loved it, loved the food. And I attended, or my husband and I attended, um, a cooking class there in Barcelona. And, yes, we did learn how to um, prepare paella, and it tasted better than most of them that I've ever tasted before. So that was that was good. And there was so much to learn about uh, the flavors and, and things that I, I assume made assumptions about as far as spices and that type of thing in Spain. And they don't use black pepper ever. And it's right. like, what? How can that be? Why would they not do that? And they said, if you see a salt and pepper shaker on the table, it's on a restaurant table, and it's only for the tourists. And I, for well, tourists, that. right. Yeah. So anyway, there were a whole bunch of wonderful recipes, but that I just happened to blog about that um, um, recently. So that was... <laughs> That was before this book came out. So, well, I love the fact that you were surprised that they reuse their olive oil, and um, yes, I, yeah. I think you know, especially if you go to smaller cities, I think that there are not big box stores like we have here in the United States. So, I I think that. I almost want to say it's peasant cooking because it is essentially paella it is. It is. has long been considered peasant cooking. And um, I think they are very thrifty with, with uh, the things that they use for cooking, particularly olive oil, because I would mm-hmm. imagine the flavors are very infused in that olive oil. Well, we've been, you know, so I have done a lot of traveling with, with chefs and uh, food critics and um, all kinds of uh, folks that have and uh, that that have been in the food industry and mm-hmm. I have I've tasted I've gone to all different kinds of olive oil tasting all over France and Italy and wherever I go I, in Greece and in um, Turkey and wherever I go I always taste olive oil but I this was the first time that I've ever heard anyone that talked about reusing it and the reason that they do for this particular it was a different um it was called a tortilla and it's right. very different it's not the same kind of tortilla that we assume no, is the mexican style tortilla With but this eggs. is a <laughs> yeah. it's eggs and potatoes yeah yep. and you tortilla use papa. Cups, yeah yep. you use two cups of olive oil and it's like yep. oh my god and I, I spend a lot of money on really good olive oil. And I, thought, I can't do that. <laughs> so anyway, it was she taught us a lot. It was it was a delightful thing. It was a delightful experience, and and we I always learn. I always learn everywhere I go, and that's the joy of it. That's what I enjoy. You've traveled so much and have, like you said, traveled and spoken to chefs and and just everyday cooks and, you know, ordinary people. Um, What is your fondest memory of any place that you've been? The excitement. I think um, it's more um, generic, but it's the excitement of sharing their recipe with you, their favorite that they learned at their mother's um, knee. And, um, in fact, the very recipe that the, – the first recipe that I have in this new book is the one that you tried. It was the one right. with the tortellini, which I right. thought was just kind of odd that they I would be learning my from my very first, 
French cooking class, I would be learning <laughs> Tortellini. An Italian, yeah, an Italian pasta. But sure. that was that was the beauty of it. I loved that. I loved the fact that this family had grown up in an um, iron ore uh, mining community up in northern the Lorraine, and mm-hmm. because after the war, uh, World War Two, then there was a draw to that area because there were jobs. And people came from Poland, they came from Italy, they came from Algeria, they came from all over France, wherever, you know, just to get a job. Well, what they brought with them, with their families, was, you know, their own homemade recipe. Their food. And they brought that culture, their own traditions, and they shared those things with with each one of the um, folks in that uh, community. And so that's where they learned um, how um, Jean Claude, who is the one that you, the recipe, that, yes. that you tried, um, he had learned that um, from his next door neighbors, and uh, his mom also prepared it all the time, and they still did, you know, continually. You know, that was that was a special thing, and yes, they did crank it out, and yes, they did do all of the homemade pasta the way that they were taught. You know, it was it was just a beautiful thing. It was a beautiful gift, and they would talk about walking down the street and smelling all these different aromas from all these different countries that yeah. would bring them back to you know it was you know the wonderful thing about smell is that it takes you back in time, yes, and it, does. it touches. Uh, it touches memories that are so sweet and so dear. So that was part of it that I was interested in. So f- food is a metaphor for what, do you think? Because cooking and sharing food means what to you? It means love of family. Yeah. Love within the family. Yeah, Yeah, I think one of the things that I found was that every single family that I um, interviewed, whether it was in Italy or, or France, there was always a World War II story. And some of it I asked for, you know, was there a connection mm-hmm. to that? Um, and what I found was that the because of the war had driven um, such a strong impression on them and there, there had been so much loss uh, within their family, that the the need for holding family together was even stronger, and to hold on and never lose another one. And how do you do that? How do you celebrate family? You celebrate at the table, and you celebrate the, the foods you love. Right? Well, you're not kidding. You're not kidding. Um, you mentioned that you've also traveled. Um, you you were you've been in Italy a bunch of times, but you went mm-hmm. to. Greece and several other places. Was there mm-hmm, anything Turkey. that surprised you about the other places that you went, the other food that you tried? Were you, what were you surprised to learn about each of the countries? Well, I think that we all have certain assumptions that we make. And mm-hmm. um, I remember going to Turkey, and um, in fact, we were on a sailing. Um, trip there where we were sailing our own boat down the coast mm-hmm. and, and we were with a, a, a gal who was um, was from Turkey and so she said well you need to try the melons you need to try the fresh fruit and I thought yeah 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 
it's all the same, all the same. Right. Oh, my gosh, it's not at all. It was like I had never, ever tasted watermelon before in my life or or cantaloupe. And it was, the flavor was so much more intense. There was no, it was not just, uh, ours kind of paled in comparison. And she had been trying to tell me that. And I just wasn't listening while I was here in the States. But then when I tried it over there, it was just phenomenal. And and the, the different kinds of, um, like if you make uh, pasta sauce mm-hmm. in Italy, from Italy, there's certain kinds of uh, flavors like the basil, um, what is the name of that? The basil sauce that's pesto sauce. Pesto. If you, mm-hmm. Yeah, pesto. If you make that with um, a certain type of, basil leaf it's incredibly incredibly different good yeah. and it doesn't upset the stomach but other kinds of leaves can or the combination of the pine nuts and the basil leaves and olive oil may be bad and in fact in italy i was taught that you can't make pesto from anywhere other than right there in liguria where that originated because it's the soil. It's the soil. You can't. You can say you can do it, but no, 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 no. They will tell you no. You, it's not possible. It's not impossible. <laughs> well, I want so to go back that, to the melons. The melon thing yeah. is very interesting to me, but uh, but also I think that that again here in the United States we can walk into a big box supermarket where everything is. Picked early, stuck in a hot house, and then put on our shelves, our grocery shelves. And so, unless you're living um, on an organic farm somewhere where the soil is cultivated and cared for and loved, I don't think you have the richness of food that you would, like you said, in Turkey. It would be different, don't you think? It is different. Um, and I think that, you know, here I live in California where I have the richness of, of all wonderful kinds of foods almost year round. And right. I think the one thing that I learned about traveling abroad was um, it's kind of like the slow food movement, of which I am a member and have been for since it began. And it's all about the purchasing food locally. It's within the season, and it's um, you know all about the traditional kinds of foods that you had. So I yes. fell into this. You know, it fit me like a glove. And wow. um, the same thing is the foods that you can um, grow well, you know, will have this good flavor. But if you have uh, forced it and, you know, it's a, you know, a large farm that sometimes right. they are trying to get more and more and more out of the, the earth, then, uh, the yeah. flavor is just, it becomes bland in comparison to it does. what. Yeah, so it's, it's all like, about... It's like um, Chiquita bananas, isn't it, Carol? Chiquita bananas <laughs> are a fine example. There's a hundred different varieties of of banana, and we get the old plain old, plain old, you know, banana in our supermarkets. But right. but here here in South Florida, there are, well, especially on Southeast Florida, where I used to live, there were a lot of banana farms down there. Um, the weather was mm-hmm. real good for it. And I know, of course, in Hawaii, there are too. But... Um, there are a lot of different kinds of bananas that pale by comparison to our standard banana. It just has no right. flavor. Don't right. you think? Right. I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Same thing um, with the oranges and, and all the fruits. Yes. 
Yes. Tell me what you took away from Greece. Oh, my goodness. Um, I, I loved Greece. I've been there several times and uh, traveled all over Greece and many of the islands. Um, of course, I love the olive oils and um, sampled that. But my husband and I usually go there. Um, we love the history. We love going where we can walk among the ruins of, you know, um, yes. the Greeks and uh, the same thing in, in some of the Roman um, places yes. in yes. Um, oh, south of Rome and uh-huh. in Italy. And so we're into all kinds of different types of, of history, but it's it's that. And as far as the food was, I, I think the food was heavier um, in Greece than maybe in uh, Turkey. Um, it didn't seem as fresh. But I think I have a tendency to go back to some of those foods more often because some of the ingredients from Turkey are not as um, available, and so uh, you know, in in some of the recipes. Yes. So it's yes. you know, it's you go to what you've got, and yes. um, what I find is that the some of the best recipes um, have very few. Ingredients. Ingredients, yes. Very few. The simplest yes. are the best. Yes. And especially, yes. as you were saying, like peasant cooking, you know, regular family meals, peasant cooking. Um, mm-hmm. When is your next book going to come out? I know this one just released in August, and thank you for being yeah. here, but I'm I'm really excited to know when the next one's coming. Oh, <laughs> well, I need to get the darn thing finished. Oh, <laughs> but, well, there um, you go. Actually, this one just came out two weeks ago, so the next uh-huh. one... I'm already working on um, getting all the pieces together for the next one. It's written. It's just needing um, final editing. But it'll come out August um, 2020. So that'll be a year from now. Yeah. Now, are you on book tour right now? Yeah. But I'm just in the Bay Area at the moment. That's okay. Okay. Tell us where you're going to be going. We want to know. Well, um, I've got... Um, well, you'll love this. I have one that's Omnivore Books, which is a cookbook oh. um, bookstore. And yeah. I'm going to that one. I'm going to uh, Book Passage, which is up in Corte yep. Madera. And um, that's all about travel. Um, usually they do a lot of travel types of things. And I'm doing um, a special event for the Women's National Book Association and Litquake in San Francisco. Hey, Litquake. Yep. Yeah, so I'll. No, I know a ton of people connected. there, so that's yeah. fine. Um, yeah. Tell us so where we can that. find you on the webs and social media, please. Well, my uh, website is my name, Carol C A R O L E, Bumpus B U M P U S dot com. That's my website. And, and from there, we can find you anywhere. Uh huh. I think so. Yeah, you can find yeah. me quite a few places. This this book that um, kind of blew me away was I received some wonderful reviews all over France and from all different kinds of French magazines, and that surprised me. I didn't expect that. And um, I've received reviews from um, England and Canada and Scotland and France as well as here in the United States. And um, they all kind of 
I, I was surprised at the um, response and how how people delighted in it, and that just I I can't tell you how that pleases me that they get it, that they got it, and absolutely. Um, that was that was my goal was to share some of these wonderful stories and give back. Well, it is a fabulous book, and I'll say it again. The name is Searching for Family and Traditions at the French Table. Uh, Carol Bumpus is my guest. She is an award-winning author for her books, A Cup of Redemption, and the, um, the recipe book that follows up with that. And the next book will be available next year. I will be once again going over every one of these recipes, and I expect you to come back when your book comes back so we can talk about the new recipes that you're, you're putting in there. <laughs> okay, you've got that. I would love that. Thank you so much for being with me, Carol. Happy cooking, happy travels, and happy um, signings. Oh, well, thank you so much, and thanks for this opportunity. You're absolutely welcome. And listeners, thank you for being with me tonight. And thank you, Mom and Dad. I want to give a special shout out to Caitlin Hamilton, Publicity and Marketing, for supporting this program. I hope you all have a terrific evening. Thank you, and I'll see you later. Mm-hmm.